Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 28 of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we are going to be joined by entrepreneur and business owner of a local piercing shop here in East El Paso, Vivi, and she's the owner of Fox Labyrinth. Hi. Yes. <laughs> I was practicing saying that, so I don't screw it up. Vivi, cheers. cheers. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for, first of all, letting us crash your studio. We're actually in your studio right now. That's why the background looks a lot different mm-hmm. from what we've been used to. But thank you so much for letting us uh, come in. Yeah. Um, we've actually been here for a while, right? We've yeah. been doing some cool stuff here that we're going to kind of get into. So let's start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, so I opened, like I said, uh, a piercing link studio. I don't offer tattoos here. Um, I have a lot of friends that offer tattoos, but we wanted to focus on high quality jewelry and also the experience for clients to have. Um, it's not just like a poke and stick and that's it. Like we want you to have a, a good experience and to inform you about a lot of stuff. As this well. is in jail. Right? You're not just getting pierced in jail. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need with some information yeah, yeah, yeah. and a clean piercing. <laughs> yeah. We go through everything. Like, it's, it's, we go through uh, aftercare, we do free checkups, we do, um, we pretty much, we're there for you every step in the way. We actually, we usually have a client that comes in every day because she doesn't have anyone at home to help her clean her jewelry or her piercings. So she comes in and we help her clean her stuff. And, That's really um, cool. And then she has like um, mental, uh, not mental, health issues that prolong her healing. So I keep an eye on her as well because of that. Wow. So it's not just like, like I said, it's not an in and out, in and out kind of thing. It's a whole, a whole process. Wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, excited to hear your story. Um, before we even dive in, we are going to be sipping on some Glen Levitt 12 years. This is one of my favorites. Glen Levitt in general is just super bomb. This is Irish uh, whiskey. Um, you haven't tried your drink yet, huh? I haven't. Uh, no? <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to try our drink real quick. And you can tell us and the viewers a little bit about what you think about the drink, what do you taste as well. Um, Glen Levitt for me is one of my favorites. So, so let's see you like heads it. up, I have no sense of smell and I have no sense of taste. So I don't <laughs> okay. know if I'll be able to taste oh, anything specific, but okay. I'll let you know. Let me just, let cool. me know how it tastes. Right. Like. Cheers to you. <gasps> good? Strong? That's good. Yeah? Does, do you have the lock jaw back there? No. No? Some no. people it locks their jaw. No. <laughs> no. It's pretty smooth and it goes pretty pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. This is not your desert your desert whiskey, but it is a really good whiskey. One of my favorites. So excited to have this on the show. So talk to us a little bit about the business, Vivi. Um, what got you into piercings? So um so my dad passed away and pretty much my husband and I, um, he's pretty much my backbone, even though that we decided like, we only live one life, 
why not, why not open our own business? Mm-hmm. At that time, I don't know if any viewers uh, know about this, there used to be a piercing only studio in El Paso called St. Cuspert's. It was on Montwood and Yarbrough, where the the dollar movies are. Okay. Um, and he was pretty much a piercing studio. And we heard that he was actually closing his shop. Like, he was closing it. He wasn't going to be in business anymore. So my my husband and I were like, let's buy it for him. You know, we were just 18, 19 years old. Damn. Um, I think, right? Something like that. And... Um, so we went and we asked how much he wanted and he wanted like $10,000. And we're like, how the hell are we gonna get $10,000 to buy this You're studio? 18. Yeah, like there was <laughs> no way. So from there, we just kind of like adventured off. We're like, nah. Um, and we, I started selling at little um, events. My first one was La Parada before like anyone knew about it and stuff like that. And I just started selling jewelry. And that's how I started opening. Or I, I did that, that adventure. Um, and then pretty much that's where I met my mentor who taught me how to pierce. That's awesome. Who's your, who'd you meet? Or? Lani. So Lani. she is no longer in El Paso. She actually works at Club Tattoo in Las Vegas. That's at Planet Hollywood. Yeah. So you got a mentor. I got right? a mentor, yeah. That's so funny because even like this is a very unfamiliar setting for us. We're in a piercing studio, mm-hmm. which I've never done, you know, an interview with, but it's crazy just to hear that even piercing doesn't matter what you do as a business mm-hmm. owner mentors. Well, in the in the aspect of piercing, right. and in the aspect of like opening Life. a studio, right, right, yeah, right, right, and all right. that stuff. Like I had, and I knew from that that I didn't want to just. I mean, from a very young age, I was piercing friends, which I wasn't supposed to. Um, but there were certain things that were out of my limit also. Like I didn't do certain things that I knew that I wasn't comfortable doing. Um, but I knew I needed to find someone if I needed to go to this venture. And it was it was very weird how we met. It was like, um, I went to like a, it's called for Cure Intensive. Pretty much it's a workshop, a week workshop. Um, we had no money at that point. And I literally, my husband's like, here's two grand, go to San Francisco and learn about piercing. Um, so I went to that workshop and um, I came back and we were selling on the parada and that's how I met Lonnie, my mentor. That's um, awesome. And she pretty much opened, she was open of, you know, I told her about I was doing that, what I wanted to do. And she saw something in me that um, pretty much wanted to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you started at La Parada selling jewelry. Yeah. And you were just trying to save money and make enough money to get into yeah pretty much she opened a studio right um i mean we did have a little studio we didn't offer any piercing it was actually in duranguito where that the rock house that was our first you name all these places i'm not familiar with yeah. like, where is all this stuff yeah yeah duranguito so i was there that was our first first shop um no electricity no it, everything was out of a generator that's how we got electricity really um summers were awful and i learned the hard way by a lot of jewelry breaking on me i had a lot of organic of... the heat wow and um i had a lot of horn i had a lot of wood and they cracked on me and you lost a lot of money i lost too. a lot of money on there um and then i wanted to offer piercing there and that's when i contacted Lani. you know hey I, this is not working for me. And she's like, well, come. Um, and we used to work at Golden Goose. That's, that was a, the shop that we worked at. Nice. So you started working at a shop. And mm-hmm. obviously it's good to, I think, 
get dirty and get your hands into the mix work for people yeah, understand for sure. the business right understand yeah yeah, the yeah. Game. exactly it, and and i i learned a lot working there um and then i that was two years and then from there i had my daughter um i took a whole year off to focus everything on her and then from there um i was ready to go back into it but um i wasn't i wasn't sure where to go from that point so it was it was very strange because i had said i want to go back but i don't know where or what where i should go work um and i met the owner of sunset tattoos at his uh antique shop okay and um he liked my earrings and he's like oh those are cool gauges and i'm like yeah well i used to be a piercer at golden goose and that's how i met him and he's like oh cool we don't actually have a piercer at our studio and it was just by luck luck yeah, yeah. Um, and I met him and, um, and then I worked at Sun City after that for two to three years. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you, you know, decide, Hey, let's, it's time open up Fox, Fox Labyrinth. Uh, so, <laughs> so we decided, um, I already had clientele at that point. Um, we were just ready. Um, I really remember faintly, um, Cause we were, I pierced kids ears and, and babies. Okay. Um, so I had, we, I usually do a consult with them first before I pierce them. I'll never forget this client. She came in, she was five or six at the time. Um, and she was terrified. Really? She, the shop wasn't scary. They weren't playing metal music or anything like that. Like typical. Um, she just didn't like the vibe. Um, and she's like, I don't want to do it, mommy. She's like, I'm scared, I'm scared. And and I told her, that's fine. I'm here whenever you are ready. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna make you get it. Um, and at that point I was like, Yeah, I need I need to finally open something that is more welcoming for yeah. my clientele. Um, but that was the first first thing that I remember faintly was that and she ended up getting pierced at Eight or eight or nine, and she actually so got pierced years, years later. That's she so ended cool. up coming back, and her mom was, you know, thank you for being so patient with her. And I finally got to pierce her here at the studio. Um, but this wasn't my first studio. I actually had a a different one that didn't work out for me. Oh really? Yeah. So, kind of talking a little bit about the motivation behind what really pushed you to finally just I need the studio, even if it was the first one that failed was kind of just doing the right thing, right? I guess yeah. setting the right tone and, mm -hmm. and kind of noticing that there was an opportunity there for... There was, for there's... I, I got pierced when I was 15, typical tattoo shop. Um, you know, they just pierced me, didn't tell me aftercare, they didn't tell me anything. Um, and then I had issues and I put stuff on it that I wasn't supposed to. I just wanted to give something to El Paso that no one was offering pretty right. much um which is quality and which is the experience not just an in and out kind of thing yeah um i wish i had that when i was a kid and that's why i tell all my clients it's like i wish i had this when i was younger but i'm able to provide that with my clients yeah um and pretty much i mean that's that's the reason that's why. cool i follow i'm a big follower of gary vaynerchuk and he always talks about uh doing the right thing is the right thing mm -hmm. the only thing so that's something that I started kind of implementing too in real estate because I remember moving to Miami and you need a realtor over there mm -hmm. like to get even an apartment. And I remember 
the experience that I was having, I was, I was so desperate to find a place and no realtor wanted to help me or show me the time of day. And I remember thinking like I had no interest in real estate, but I was like, if I ever were to get into real estate, I'm gonna be like that one guy that did help me. And this guy was, his name was Ray. He showed me around the city. He, he just did so many things, went above and beyond. And that to me was a perfect example of who I wanted to portray and here in El Paso, that's really what I do too for my clients. Like I'm really trying to give them the best experience and yeah. everything. Cause at the end of the day, I think any industry, sales, whether it's piercings, whether it doesn't matter, insurance, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, you're, it starts to form its own kind of mm -hmm. unique way. And it's really hard to kind of get out of that culture, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So to create your own culture or to create even your own kind of qualities mm -hmm. that you follow in business is super important, I think. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I, uh, it's funny because we have clients that come in and, um, I remember when I first started, they're like, I wish like people like how we were younger, people would always like, well, I'm going to leave out of town because there's nothing in El Paso. Mm -hmm. Why not embrace it, you know, make it better. And, yeah. um, and I didn't want to do that because there is already great shops out of El Paso that I still recommend clients because we have a lot. Of, I mean, we have military and I send them out and, and I tell them, go to this, go to the studio because they're going to take care of you just like we did. And if they don't, please let me know because so that way I know I can't, them, yeah. I can't refer them anymore at that point. Um, and I don't just pierce just anybody too. Like I got to make sure that you have the proper anatomy. We go through this whole guideline to make sure that. So we actually, I saw it. I just saw it, right? You texted me. So I brought my girlfriend here. She got her ears pierced. Shout out Nessa. Um, Violet was going to get pierced, but then she thought about that. her dog she wasn't going to be able to sleep with, so she didn't get pierced. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, but it's true. You, you like text me an hour or two before we even got here, just making sure that they ate. Mm -hmm. So not only eating is important, but anatomy, anatomy, making sure that they have proper anatomy, the lifestyle also lifestyle takes a whole new, um, you know, if obviously if they want, let's say, a belly button and they're in a uh, swimmer, they are not a candidate for that because it's either swimming or it's either that piercing. Just so, like so, a lot of people think that piercings are just yeah, it's just in, in and, and, and out, out. Like and it's it's not twenty four hour heal time. No, it's people will come in and like it's they told me two weeks and when it takes like six months to a year depending on on what it is. Um, some do take shorter time and some don't. It just really depends on what it is. That's crazy. So what types of clients are you getting right now? Uh, I get everything, really. I mean, my most clientele obviously is female, um, but I do get clientele um, males here and there, but it's anywhere from I get kids to my oldest client is 97 years old. Whoa. So I Dave Pierce stuff. That's crazy. Nice so stuff. I do. I have every type of client. Like I don't have one specific client. And there's no age maximum or minimum. No. Nope. Pierce. No. Nope. No. As long as all the guidelines are are good and we go by that, then there's no, there's nothing. Thanks. So if I change my mind at 97, I'm gonna come back. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So walk me through, you know, you started off selling jewelry mm -hmm. to open up your first shop. You started, you know, then working at some other shops to kind of mm -hmm. get some experience, mm -hmm. landed and met 
a bunch of people that you kind of needed to meet at the time, right? Yeah. Um, so talk about that first studio that you just mentioned didn't make it. What, so, what happened with that? So pretty much, um, I was looking for a spot, um, and I, you know, the, obviously just anything, you find the right spot, but it's too expensive, it's out of your budget. So I went with my second one, um, and I remodeled, I asked, this is what I'm planning to open, is this okay? For sure. Who did you ask? The 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 owner of the property. Okay. Um, I remodeled the whole place. I had carpet. I pulled out the carpet. We put brand new, um, nice floors. Um, we put our beautiful barn door that is right next to us. Um, That's a nice door. I I mean I decked it out to find out when I was ready to get my zoning, right? Because I have to I have to um, get a zoning from the city and send it to Austin to make sure that it's to their guide um their right, sorry, right. their guidance or pretty much to make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be at. Right. Um and then finding out that the property was uh office and apartments and it is the only zoning that was in that zone. And pretty much my business has to be under commercial. So you signed a lease. I signed a lease. You invested money. I invested money. And then it ended up being that you couldn't even open up I in the first open. place a piercing store. I or couldn't pierce. Studio. I can open and sell jewelry, but I wasn't able to like pierce. Pierce. And so the rezoning of the whole property takes about three months. He didn't do anything for six months. Um, you tell me this story, and I'm just like, I'm kind of... He, he didn't do anything for six months, and at that point, I was fed up. Um, I lost clients. I lost... Because they were waiting. Right? They were all waiting for me, because I had told them I, I left, and I was opening a studio, so people were waiting for me to open the studio. Um, so what I ended up doing is I pretty much got a, a license at a tattoo shop and I just did by appointment only. That way I can fill in my clients. And I would do, I was pretty much working three days, piercing three days nonstop from pretty much 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock till nine o'clock at night, piercing clients that were waiting for almost a year for me to pierce. Because um, it took the whole, like a whole process for right. almost a year. So that was just an argument, and that was a, a battle in and of itself with you and your landlord. Yeah, pretty time. much. Um, what was the resolution? What happened? I left end? in literally a week. I left. I, I gave him my thirty day notice, and I literally left the spot in a week um, because I I was not going to invest any more money into that building that was not working for me. Damn. Um, and so we had, because of that, all, all my investment that I had gone into that building, I had to downsize. Um, so that's why I have this smaller studio. Um, and but, but you're zoned, right? I'm zoned, yeah. <laughs> so at least I'm you zoned. can do business here. Yeah. That's so. crazy. And that, when you had first told me the story, when we had met the other day, I was, I was kind of surprised and not surprised because those types of people still exist the people that well know. it's also my fault right i didn't right. i didn't know to check the zoning first before entering the contract so, so a little mistake like that a little mistake a on fine print maybe mm -hmm. that you didn't you just overlooked mm -hmm. can cost you thousands of dollars yeah it's something that i i did not know um so i learned my lesson on that really yeah. good um but 
it taught me to make sure wherever I go from this point is yeah. to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. That's sure. awesome. Yeah. So what was your what was your next move from there? You 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 left within a week. I left within a week, and we are where we're at now. That's um, awesome. Pretty much, I couldn't invest a huge amount because because I hadn't invested so much. So I think we opened the shop three months. We opened, yeah, it took us like three months to like remodel everything, paint it, the walls are black. Um, so we had to paint it a couple of coats for the green to go out from the black and then um, build walls. We had to build walls and put new flooring, um, trim. I mean, we, we, we had to do, and plumbing. Plumbing in here too. That's crazy. So, so when you when you're opening up a business, it's not really just putting up open sign. There's a no. lot of work that has to go in prep too. There's yeah, there's so much behind the scenes. Um, there's making sure that it's to code also, like right. the type of code that I have to do. Like I have to have a sink in my patient room. I have to have certain things in there. My um, cleaning room had like right behind that mirror is the cleaning room so pretty much like I'm using there as well so it has to be to that what okay. steps what steps do you have to take as a professional as an owner um, in order for you to pierce your what is there certifications that you have to do classes in Texas there's nothing so each state is complete state and then also county so it does those two effects so Texas you pretty much only need your license so as soon as you go in you have your blood pathogen class you get your license um, but they got to make sure that you work at a studio as well right. um, and then from there they come in and they inspect you to make sure that you're up to the code and then um, and then they pass you or they don't pass you at that point that's crazy what is a what is piercing what is a competition like here in El Paso is there a lot of uh, piercing studios here there there is but that studio like uh they're like other things like there's tattoo shops and mm -hmm. then there's like studios that do other stuff as well but i don't see i'm focusing on what i'm doing yeah. like i'm not focusing yeah, focus on, on anything else yeah. just because like anything i have to deal with what's going on here right. and i don't have time to focus on anything else um i do have friends that own studio like tattoo studios that don't offer piercings so I, we always refer people, or I try to refer people everywhere, like, hey, if there's this good artist, go check them out, because yeah. we still have clients that come in and ask if we do tattoos, because they expect us to do tattoos. Because um, we're just used to... We're so, yeah, the industry is so used to being both, when actually back in the day, like in the 60s and 70s, 60s, 70s, it was completely different. It was actually piercing, there was piercing studios, and there was only tattoo studios, and then in Roughly in the 80s and 90s, they started meshing together. Really? That's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. What was your first piercing? My, like on me? Yeah. My first one was my And how older were you and um, did your parents know? Yes. So <laughs> I wanted my tongue. I was 14 and that was back in the 90s when it was really popular. My mom said I was crazy. She's like, you're not going to get your tongue pierced. Um, I was terrified to go on my own and someone to do it because I didn't want to get really bad infection or something so I kept thinking and, and it kind of convinced her like what about my belly button my navel no one sees it um, it's hidden most of the time and she's like all right so she took me when I was 15 
Um, it's called Saika. It doesn't exist anymore either. Um, it was on Yarbrough and Vista Sol. That's the one the studio went. And I believe Marlene was the one that pierced me. That's she's crazy. no yeah, she's no longer. So Belly Button. Belly Button was my first one. Yeah. yeah. How many piercings do you have now? Quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like I already lost count. Yeah, <laughs> I have quite a lot. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I I was telling you that my my first time uh, getting my ears pierced, my sister did it with an, a dull needle. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was like a sophomore or junior, and I didn't follow those rules because she didn't give me the professional advice you gave them right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat before. I didn't do any of that stuff. She got this dull needle and had thick earlobes, and she yeah. was forcing, forcing it. it. Into yeah. my ear, and I was, I was looking at her, I'm like, oh, pass out, oh, pass out. <laughs> and she finally did it, but yeah. I think this one got infected the first week, and then I ended up getting a... Was it a safety pin? Or a sewing, you said a sewing needle? It was honestly probably like a toothpick, like, for all I remember. It was something uh-huh. so dull and, like... So, um, those are not sharp enough, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so <laughs> it's, like, forcing into your skin. Um, so it hurts more. That's our needles happened. are specialized. Um, so pretty much we, our needles actually come from Japan. Um, and we get it from a, dist- a distributor. Um, but I try to get the sharpest needles as possible to make it as least painful as possible for my clients. Um, I mean, we do have those clients that it hurt them, but they don't think it was as bad as they thought it was going to be, which is the great point right. as well. How is yours, Nessa? How's your pretty good. It's no pain. Did it hurt? No. No, it didn't it's hurt. She didn't even make no. We were trying to get some facial expressions. <laughs> some pain. She's she all smiling. She's like, the worst one to put on there. We're like, it's all, nothing. It's all about the breathing. Yeah. It's all about the breathing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, what has been one of your craziest experiences as a professional piercer? Uh, I'm going to say most people are going to think like genitals, but it's, but it's not. I think... I don't think I have anything crazy because I have, um, they're all different. Like Wait, I have, I have. To me just <laughs> no, like I don't, I don't. Everyone will probably think like genitals, but no. Like I really want to say like every every client is completely different, so I have to deal with them completely different. Like not one is the same. I'm sure you deal with that too. Yeah, not yeah. one is the same as the other. Um, I don't think I've had anything crazy. Really? Like, other than like a man that came in and tried to sell stuff, like that's the only thing that's crazy. Sell stuff to you guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. like fruit, and he was super rude. Oh shit. Yeah, it's the only thing that's like crazy. Other than that, like none of my clients I don't think are. Really? Yeah, I think all my clients. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as prices, I'm looking at your, your sheet. So you do offer everything. I mean, I see genital piercing. I offer surface. that heals. Like there's certain things that I don't offer. Okay. Like there's. I do. I mean. Weird requests, no. <laughs> there. I mean, I do generals. I do. Um. I do certain piercings. There's piercing that's that they're coming back that are not gonna heal. It's called the snake bite, which is like on the tip of your tongue. Um. I usually tell clients like, think of how you're talking right now. Do you really want something on the tip of your tongue? Think of all the clicking and clacking that damages your teeth and it damages your, in your gums. Yeah. Um, I actually, at the other studio, I had these four or two young girls um, that 
pretty much they had that piercing. It was only like a week or two old. They were super swollen. And as soon as they're talking, you can hear the clacking. Like they were just Good. clacking. And they're like, I need something smaller. And that's when I pretty much educated them about like, you know what? This piercing does this and this and this. I don't recommend it. Um, you know, I really recommend to remove it. It's not what it's not gonna do what you think it's gonna do. Right. Um, and that's one of the piercings that I don't offer. And actually, because of that, I educated about that, and they're one of my regulars. Pretty much, her mom um, brings them all the time and stuff. Right. They're like 15, 15, 14, 16, wow. um, and they get a couple of piercings and stuff. Is there any tattoos that are kind of hard to do? Or if not, maybe piercings? they can get you a little bit nervous. Like, oh shit, I don't know. Any piercings that get me nervous? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, any piercings that would get you nervous to do? Or is there any specific piercing that is difficult? Uh, I mean, there are difficult piercings, but it, same thing. It all depends on anatomy. So it depends, like, if it's really tight, I have to kind of, like, adjust. Um, I'm human, so... I'll try my best to make it as straight as possible or as perfect as it needs to be. Um, that's the only thing is mm -hmm. that try to make it as um, straight as possible. Even yeah. though we're not straight, and try to make it straight or assume that it looks straight. Yeah. What is straight, right? Yeah. Straight <laughs> <Shit> is made <laughs> up. <laughs> that's crazy. So. Walk me through the first couple of months um, opening up this studio. What were those couple months like? Uh, well, clients already knew about us. They just needed to find us. That was like the hardest thing is finding where we were at. Mm -hmm. um, and till I mean, barely until now, I think we finally put a banner up. People still weren't able to find us because we're kind of a little bit hidden. Um, they think that we're on the side of like, Goodwill when we're actually on the other side because <laughs> they think McCray is like just right there where Goodwill is but there's like a tiny little part of McCray right. that people don't don't know about. This um, part up here. Yeah, this part right yeah. here. So, I mean too and I saw that you feel like, where are we going? Yeah, yeah. people don't know that yeah. there's like a tiny little it's spot. Because Montana, I mean, Montana in general is just like mm -hmm. long. And yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many businesses out here, it's crazy. Yeah. We're a little bit hidden, but um, I want it to be, because we have clients that come from far and wide. We have people that come from Van Horn. We have people that come from Indoso. So I want it to be close to them. Like, I didn't want to be too far west, and I didn't want it to be far west, far east right. for them to accommodate for most of my clients. So your first couple months were pretty good already. You had the clientele. Yeah, had everything. yeah, yeah, pretty and much. And then you already kind of went through all the hurdles that you had to go through with the other locations. Too, yeah, right? pretty much. I mean, the first year of being here was like also a trial and error, like seeing what worked and what didn't. I think the hardest part for me as a business is keeping jewelry in stock. Really? Like, that's what I was about to ask. What's mm -hmm. one of the biggest struggles we have right now? That's the biggest struggle is keeping jewelry in stock because we only order from a handful of, of companies. I don't order from just anybody. Um, I have a handful of companies that I have to order from and turnaround times are 20 weeks or more out. Damn. And I can't, there's nothing I can do because of that. Where does the jewelry come from? Some of them come, most of them come from California. Really? Mm -hmm. And crazy. then a couple of... You should just of, go drive and pick it up. <laughs> Maybe faster. <laughs> no, well, when I did my family vacation, we actually went to one of the warehouse, and oh, they're really? literally working twenty four seven. Dang, um, well, I'm sure they're they're a huge distributor for a lot of. Well, some of the stuff is handmade. At least that oh, sure. that company is handmade. Um, so it was really really um, 
I got to appreciate like each. I got to see each Very station unique. to see. Yeah, and there was like they're like we're sorry about turnaround times, and I'm like I get it. Like I know you guys are getting so many good studios, and you're trying to accommodate for us. Um, and they pretty much like had this wall of like all the companies that were waiting pretty much on jewelry. Um, and it was just like station by station by station, like something new and a mold. As soon as one mold is made, like that's it. There, you have to literally make a new one. You can't, you can't like, um, use the same one, at least that company gold and they're, um, they have amazing pieces as well. Um, yeah. Body which some companies, some com- some uh, clients know about them because they're like elite um, kind of company, and they have like beautiful pieces, one of kind, like jewelers. So they're pretty much like jewelers. Um, so we have clients that come in and specifically ask for about that company. So it's like the the prime. That's what they're yeah. looking for. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we have companies. We are on the pricey side, but we know that. If, it, if you ever have issues, like those clients I was talking about, the, the 14, 15-year-old clients that come in that have that, jewel, that piercing, one of them is allergic to jewelry, like at least the jewelry that we carry. So she actually had to order like everything in gold because really? she was like not healed at that certain time that it was supposed to be done with. She was still crusting. She was still feeling tender. She was feeling sore. And as soon as we switched her to like gold, everything stopped. Um, really? So That's insane. Yeah. So Sorry. there are people that only, I mean, there's, there's a very small minute, only five of my clients. I only have five clients out of like, I don't know how many clients I have, are, have to actually wear gold. They're the only ones. Yeah, I only have five. So it's a very like 0.1%. It's very small. And I have clients that come in asking like, I'm allergic to everything. Cool. Well, this is how much gold is. Let's first try titanium, um, and we'll go from there. Like, if you want gold, awesome. But I try to do it um, as gradual as possible because I know gold is up there on prices. So I try to also work on budget. Like, we're not just going to throw you in like, oh, get gold, you know. Um, We want you to get something you like, and you can always invest down the road. Like, just because I have gold on my face doesn't mean, like, I started with this. Mm. I'll start gradually. I'll get the piercing with something basic, I'll start looking what I want, and then I'll order that piece, and I'll save up for that specific piece. Um, A good example is my my, um, uh, apprentice. She she literally bought over $3,000 worth of jewelry, and she paid it month by month this exquisite, like, set of jewelry. Really? So... Yeah. Damn. So there's, it wasn't just one piece. It was like a whole collect, like a whole piece because she was changing everything. I mean, you don't, we can go that big and you can go gradual. Like I, I've done gradual, you know, I That's haven't. Crazy. So are there types of piercers? Like, are there types of people that get pierced? Like intermediate or the I have, super? I mean, I have everything. I have people that come in for the simple little nostril or the simple little ear or what's in style. Or I have people that want eyebrows like I do get um I have a lot of uh, colleagues that like say I don't get any eyebrows I don't get no tongues it just depends on like their areas but I get a lot of stuff like that too that they don't get right. um and it's just people um you know they just want to pierce it and it's right. it's pretty cool and I also have people that come in and they're ready to either release something or let go of something um so it's it can be also a very emotional thing Damn. for them that's crazy 
That's really crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have, like I said, So it's all tight, like, you just... Yeah, it just, it depends on the client, really. Yeah. Like, we've had clients that literally, they'll be our last client of the day, and then we'll pierce them, and they'll just start, you know, crying because they thought something, you know, or I needed, they really wanted this piercing for years and they never had the courage to do it until now. Um, and they just needed to release this full on energy. Um, and we were here with her for almost an hour to two hours after we had even closed at that point. Like we don't just like, all right, you gotta get out. Mm -hmm. Like we'll, we're supportive of all our clients in whatever sense it is. Do you feel like piercings can be kind of a- Outlet? outlet or maybe a spiritual I do yeah. so I do believe in like energy and um like I don't know what it's called. like I believe in that aspect but maybe because I was taught in that way in the Fakir intensive mm -hmm. because he believed in an energy um there he just passed away actually um not that long ago and he he believed in in, in all that aspect there's all there's piercers that don't believe in that aspect mm -hmm. but that's me that's that's my aspect of it um and i i mean i don't tell clients like hey how are you feeling and stuff like like i said everyone's completely different yeah. um so i also have to be you know protective of like what kind of client it is like if they're trying to really something really bad i have to be careful in that aspect um unless I don't know, like because you don't want that. I don't want that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, we we try to help as as much as possible. That's crazy. What is one of the most popular uh, piercings? Nostrils. Nostrils. Mm -hmm. Or ears. Those yeah. are probably our most popular. They don't have dogs on. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do. Can't um, wait for you guys to see my story. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but. Like I, like I said, it's either, it's either the piercing or it's whatever it is yeah. at that point. That's crazy. That's really cool. You talked a little bit about other businesses that you kind of network with as well mm -hmm. as locally. Mm -hmm. um, how important do you think it is to stay local and to support? 100%. Like, we just did a raffle that we donated over $1,000 for the Child Crisis Center. Mm. Um, and I got over 60 local businesses that were able to donate. I saw with Onyx Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, because of that, like, I became really close with Erica, and I really don't mind supporting local because it goes back into our community. Like, yeah. why why would I not want to support local at of that course. point? Um, yeah. So I, I believe in, in local 100%. Yeah, and you just said it. You just did a charity with 60 different businesses. Mm -hmm. It's, it's to me really insane where El Paso's gone in the last five, seven years. Yeah, it's it's completely different because I started when no one... You were doing this I was here. Yeah, I was here <laughs> when when the little tiny things started. And I mean, I, I mean my, my mom and dad both had businesses, so I saw that aspect. I lived it. Um, there was, you have that entrepreneurial background. I do, yeah. yeah. They both had businesses and... The thing about it, both of them had different um, why it didn't like why it didn't exceed to what it needed to be. It's maybe not because of social media, because I think both of them had a good network. They knew business as well. It's just certain things that didn't they didn't have. Like how you said, Gary B, patience. My dad had no patience whatsoever. Yeah. Um, he wanted quick money, yeah. and 
it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And if you want money, you get less money. Yeah. Um, it's and so true. Yeah. The quickest way to make money is, well, the quickest way to make money is to, first of all, not think about making money. I right? just want my, my clients to walk out happy. Like yeah. that is my goal. My goal is a client to walk out happy and to have their green piercing or their or the awesome, the most awesomest experience that they've ever had. That is my goal in this business. Um, I and obviously um, given the best quality jewelry yeah. possible. That's awesome. What uh what is next for VV? What is next for I Fox Labyrinth? I can't talk about it because uh, it's a secret. Um, but it's a secret. I know. But awesome things are coming up. Um, I just hired uh, Tuna Girls, so that's like my first step of like, oh, really? yeah, I, I have two new employees. That's awesome. So How many total employees do you have? I have a total of um, four. Four? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I have my apprentice. She gets paid still. Um, I have those two employees and I have um, someone behind the scenes. So I have four. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what what uh what roles do they play or what what fundamental roles does a business owner need to kind of distribute to others in order to be successful? There's so much stuff. Yeah, like, me too. Dude. I'm like shit. 2019. I need two new people on my team. Like, yeah. Um. I got these girls because I needed to focus on other things, and I still don't feel like I'm there. But because I'm teaching them as well. So they're in the learning curve, they're learning about jewelry, they're learning like how to deal with clients, like it's a whole learning curve for them, like it's something completely different. Um, so for me, it's reading, like I don't think I'm a very good leader, like I think I'm an awful, awful leader, but I try, like I'll yeah. do my best to be like, hey, this needs to be done, like that is probably something I need to work on for sure, is being a leader. Um, and try to teach them good things, like good habits. Right. Like, That's know. one of the hardest things. Yeah. I can tell you for sure, too, because I ran, I was a manager, and I was thrown into a leader role when I didn't feel I was ready. But it was an opportunity. I was like, I got to take it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started managing, like, 12 employees. All of them were older than me. All of them were older than me. So, first of all, the respect wasn't there. You know, I had to earn the respect right off the bat. But for me to roll into a, a position where I had to be a leader, that what you just said is so true. It, it comes down to leading by example too. Yeah, Like for you sure. have to lead by example. Like for example, me and my business right now, Violet helps me out, she's my assistant, and she'll ask me like, hey, are we gonna work this day? And I'm like, dude, yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I only want, I only yeah, want her to understand like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. in order for, for us to hit the goal we have, like that I have, we have to work every day. Yeah. You know, the expectation has to be right. Mm-hmm. And that just goes with anything. Like when I was working at Verizon, I was there 12 hours a day and I was the number one sales rep, but I was the market, I was the manager of all the locations and yeah. I was the number one salesperson. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, I had to lead by example and, and leading by example, I think really sets a tone for the type of culture mm-hmm. you want to build. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I think like, I mean, I had, I had a girl that came in and she, uh, she was a client of mine and she, when we did her interview, she said certain things that were just like, no, 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 like, we're not, we're not going to be that way. We need to be this way. Mm-hmm. And really 
reteaching her all those things that she thought we had to be that way. And I'm like, no, we're not actually that way. We're actually this way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I think that's the hardest part is being a leader. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, running a business is like, it's not easy. And especially that I have a family, so it's, it's hard. Like I have to, I still don't know how to balance out. I think I'm a workaholic just like you are. And I think my husband can say I am. Yeah. <laughs> He's nodding his head right now. Maybe. You are. Yeah. yeah. My girlfriend has to deal with it too. <laughs> Last thing I want to say, because I have actually clients asking about this. So my husband's actually behind the name. He's the one that came up with the name. Fox Labyrinth. What inspired that name? Where did it come from? So, <clears throat> you want me to pull it over? Yeah, we can turn the camera yeah, 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 how's it going, guys? This is Alan. <laughs> Alan, after you tell that story, you're going to tell them how we know each other. Too. Okay, so um, so her great-grandfather was known as uh, El Toro in Juarez, right? El yeah. Toro? El Toro. So from Juarez. Yeah. I, will, I was like, please don't say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So it's kind of a family tradition. Foxes are a family tradition, mm -hmm. and we, uh, we wanted to carry that name. And Labyrinth is just sort of a... Uh, Metaphor for life, right? Life is a sort of that's cool. Weapon. So yeah, just kind of fucks everything. Damn, yeah. it took me so long to practice the name before, so I wouldn't butcher it. But that's actually really that's it's, really neat. Actually, after I came up with it, I thought it was really cheesy, but uh. But it's, it works, it's, yeah. it's Fox Labyrinth, because it doesn't even sound like a piercing, like you don't know what it really is. We've had people that thought it was like a, an, like an antique shop, an oddity shop or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, nah, come get pierced. <laughs> and then our logo people, like, I always ask, like, they're like, what is the logo? And it's funny, because it's been in, just like Nike, right? Because that's what I studied with graphic design. Um, so people are like, what is that? I don't know what it is. And I've heard... So many different things that people think it is first, and so I actually tell them like it's actually this. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Really? Mm -hmm. Damn, that's insane. Me and Alan actually go back too. So I was sitting with BB and Alan the other day. We're sitting there for like an hour, huh? <laughs> we're, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking, and I'm sitting across from Alan, and we're just chit chatting. And I was like, dude, where where did you go to school? Like, I know you from somewhere. We we end up. It ends up being that we went to elementary together, and <laughs> we we had, thought, yeah, we had yeah, class yeah. together and everything, and we were describing. I think it really clicked when we started describing hair, huh? Because <laughs> I used to do my hair spiky, and I was like, I used to do mine slick back. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's such a small world, and I think it's crazy just to kind of grow up in the time that we did, because we literally grew up with cell phones when they came out. You know, we grew, we got to see how just entrepreneurship in general has changed over the last 20 years. Yeah. Your parents, your dad, yeah. you know, the the types of tools that we have now, he didn't have before. Yeah. Maybe he could have made it if he had social media yeah, back yeah. then. And things well, like his business was still open until a few months ago. Like, I, I oh, actually right. wanted to go to it, but... It was, but that's, that's yeah, yeah. to another point. It's like, you know, just if you don't, if you don't jump on the train and know where it's going, you can get really left behind. Any business owner opening up today or 10 years ago, you know, if you don't, if you're not on social media, if you're not really utilizing all the tools that we can, you sometimes it, it can become a struggle. I think it's also, at least in El Paso, it's word of mouth. Yeah, word because of mouth we're, is huge. Because we're so tiny, um, even though we're like huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit, we're getting a chair over here. Yeah. 
But yeah, word of mouth is crazy, and that's really what I base my business on. Um, you know, real estate is word of mouth, as well as you guys. You gotta try some of that. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. Um, I got him in. You didn't want to hop in for the whole hour. <laughs> we got him in the last nine minutes. <laughs> but um, no, that's really cool. And I, I agree. I think word of mouth and just giving that good experience. You know, experiences help. One bad experience can trickle down to five, 20 different people. No one really talks about the good shit. Yeah. You know, online, on news, it's on, always on story. Yeah. It's always bad. It's, yeah. You see the FitFam and shout out to FitFam El Paso, the new one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, like there's just a lot of negativity, but no one is really talking about the good. So yeah. for you to give somebody that great experience and then to talk about great, it goes so much farther, so much longer. So yeah, I mean, he had a horrible experience with his piercings, and actually because of his experience, I actually love doing male nipples. That is my favorite. Yeah. Hey. That is my favorite piercing of all time. Is favorite piercing the male nipple. Sosa. <laughs> no, Sosa. <laughs> well, because they have a tiny nipple and they usually pierce them very far back. And so it turns out I wasn't a candidate for it. He wasn't a candidate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had it for two years and they never healed. Really? That's how bad it was. So is it like when you wear short, when you wore short? No, they were in pain. It was just constant pain. Oh, really? Just, yeah, like soreness. For two years you were just waiting for it to do it? And even after he removed them. I finally went to the doctor and he's like, either you take those out or they fall out. You know, you choose. Oh, shit. This was before we knew anything about it. Yeah, we didn't know anything about it back then. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane. Otherwise, we might have. We would have, yeah. Well, I mean, piercings in general, it's just, it's crazy now that we've been talking for the last two hours to kind of understand how piercings are super delicate. Like, you can't hug you people, you can't sleep with the dog, you, you can't do a lot of baby stuff. baby them. Yeah. Like, these guys took almost two years to heal. Yeah. Two years. Now, this process that you, well, first of all, shout out to your earrings, because those are super yeah. good. close up on those. <laughs> So this is a company that does no longer exist. I'm so sad. Um, blessing to you, shout out. Um, so these are foxes, obviously. That's cool. It's a mascot, mascot ear. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So that process, you know, getting the gauges and, and opening up mm -hmm. the ear, what is that process like? And, so and how process. painful is it? So it should not be painful. No. It should not I mean, be painful. There's gonna be some pain. There is gonna be pain, but not Pain. It shouldn't be unbearable. Yeah, it shouldn't mm. be unbearable. Um, I did start when I was 15, and I was putting level stuff in it. When I was, <laughs> so I was I didn't do it right, but um, but we do we do help you with that. So we'll pierce you at a either we'll pierce you at a 14 if you want to do like gradually, or we'll pierce you at a bigger size. We don't punch. Like there's people that expect oh, punch you out the hole. like they'll punch out the hole. That is actually actually these are punched out. And that's for oh, cartilage. No, 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 no. It's like a tiny little cookie cutter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it took almost two years to heal because okay. of that. Um, but it should be a gradual process. I have a client that I, I got him to his goal size to a double zero in six months. And that's because of being patient. So the key on piercings is being patient. Gary Vee says that, mm -hmm. being patient. Yeah. So, so you gotta be patient with Yeah. Start being patient. I'm not patient, right? I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm so not patient either. Patience is hard. 
Um, well, that's really cool. I'm really excited just to kind of, you know, see where you, how long have you guys been open for? The whole process or like well, here? Fox, Fox Labyrinth. So we've been open seven, eight years? We registered Fox Labyrinth about eight, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a good, that, it's safe to say that you guys made it past the hard years, right? Aren't the first couple years? No, it's hard every year. It's still, every year. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. Every every month, every day is pretty hard. I mean, he can tell you I'm I'm still working right now, doing yeah. even the holidays. Like I'm still working at home, yeah. um, but I love it. I'm I'm a, I'm an addict. Yeah, I think, I think we've gotten to the point where we realize it's we're not really trying to find a finish line. It's just there's that old saying, right? It's always it's the journey. It's not the yeah. It's not the end yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's been, I'm sure, a fun journey. So I love great. it. I loved yeah. even the hardships. I love it. Um, without anything bad, right? You wouldn't learn anything. Yeah. Um, so I love every hardship about it. I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give anything over Trading. the world for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then giving something also to my daughter to see as well yeah that's um, cool that you have her here and she gets to see too the, yeah just what you saw I got, yeah I got parents, to you know? yeah I got to see that I got to see both aspects I got to see a tire restaurant from my dad's side and then I got to see a, a gallery from my mom's side and my grandmother my grandma also opened a gallery so that's I got really to cool. see both aspects of that that's really cool mm -hmm. well I'm excited for you guys again wish you best of luck on the next eight and eight and eight and eight. Just and eight. wait until <laughs> yeah, next year, guys. There's year. so much. We, yeah. we gotta wait because yeah. we, we don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, like, I, I have told you. you know, I, don't even, I don't even doubt that because the day we met, you didn't even know you were gonna. Be, I'm just told to do stuff and I do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Happy wife. Happy life. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm, I'm super excited again for you guys and for people want to hear your story. Where can people. Uh, listening here on YouTube and Instagram and um, iTunes, Spotify, where can they check you guys out? Where can they find you? So our any everything our our social media everything is under Fox Labyrinth and Labyrinth is spelled A L A B Y R I N T H. That's some yeah because people misspell. We're gonna tag it for sure here. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Fox and then Labyrinth. And then um, our location is 3616 McCray. It's between Montana and Carnegie. So we're close to Clásicos, if you guys know what Clásicos is. Um, we're right there. So, awesome. Yeah. Right behind the corner. Make sure you guys check them out. Obviously, you've heard some podcasts, and I like to end yes. the podcast with three questions. Um, you know, being from El Paso, I love the city. I love the direction that we're going. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much to do here even though some people don't agree. Um, and there's so much just tradition and authenticity here. Um, so with that being said, give me you know the three top places for you guys. Uh, one, to eat, which I know that's gonna be hard. Uh, second, to hang out. And third, to go out, if you guys were gonna have a drink, a beverage, anything like that. So me, for food, which he just went to, is Fo Tribune. Fo Tribune, across the mall? I like that one. Yeah, they just opened a new one. It's still good. The cafe here off of the cafe is good, but I still think the the gateway. Yeah. Yeah, me and my girlfriend go all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something my so my daughter's a 
picky eater, and for her to eat that food is like crazy to me. Yeah. Like she. It's really good though. Yeah. It's like we dip it away into the fish sauce and has no. And idea. she has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell her what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So full tray bread. Full tray bread is probably our girl. Other than our second would probably be Tammy's. Matsuharu? Matsuharu is our second. Where? Matsuharu. Matsuharu. It's a homestyle Japanese food. Where? Yeah. It's on Hercules. It's a little hidden place, but it's a gem. Yeah. yeah. Try it. Everybody it's, needs to try it. Yeah. yeah. Try it for sure. Yeah. Um, what about to hang out? Hang out? Well, the kind of hanging out we like to, like, we used to go to, we haven't been in a bit, but uh, Waco Tanks. Mm -hmm. the, That's uh, cool. Rock climbing yeah. and hiking. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's like the outdoors. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that here, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm like super excited that our city's on a freaking mountain. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize that Waco Tanks is a climbing mecca. So climbing season starts at the end of November and it, and it goes till about February, which is right now. People from all over the world descend on this place just to go rock climbing. Really? Yeah. We're talking like pros, mm -hmm. like athletes. Yeah, like athletes, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So, yeah. And then on top of that, my daughter loves to be on the mountain. She's like, when are you taking me to the mountain again? <laughs> yeah. So she loves, she likes, <laughs> Billy Cook, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I love Billy Goat. <laughs> <laughs> she, she Billy Goats are crazy, huh? Yeah. They like they climb yeah. with yeah. their like toes and stuff. Yeah. That's insane. What about to go out? What's your favorite place? I, I want to say Murray's. I like Murray's. Yeah, Murray's is cool. Which other one? The desert. <laughs> the desert was fun to go to like the desert. Like yeah. 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 Just like out to the desert and I'd have a drink around a fire. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Bonfire. Yeah. I miss that from high school. That was like the thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Now I actually live. My house is where I used to party at. Oh, really? It's behind the sack. Oh, yeah, so oh, yeah. All the bonfires used to happen there. I still find burnt wood in my backyard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's crazy. Again, I'm super excited to have you guys on. Thank you so much for letting us crash your studio. Um, for those of you guys that are interested in getting some piercings done, or you already have some piercings, want to get some new jewelry, make sure you guys hit up VV over here at Fox, Fox Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a, it's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with in Spanish doing the S's and all the. The S's uh, or the R's? Both, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but cool. I'm really excited again. Uh, make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday where we have entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers just like Vivi and Alan sharing their story. So, again, thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Whiskey Wednesdays. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you can see more on YouTube, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts.